Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women by sharing their unique stories and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, a former school teacher and principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. Each week, we will feature stories from women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome back to the Anna Podcast and our final episode on this fearlessness series. Each story in this feature series has grown me and taught me the power of leading in life through the fear we all face. Today's guest is a serious inspiration to me and countless others. She's a fierce force in this world with an exceptional heart, and I cannot believe how lucky I am that I get to bring her to you today. Dr. Sine Bell is the principal of Morton Ranch Junior High in Katy, Texas. She has also served as an elementary principal, assistant principal, teacher, and coach. In 2015, Sine was recognized as the Katy Independent School District Elementary Principal of the Year. She earned her doctorate degree in educational leadership with an emphasis in curriculum and instruction from the University of Houston Clear Lake. Sine is passionate about authentic, purposeful learning for students and teachers, and she also has strong passion for leadership and its impact on teacher engagement, student learning, and school culture. Sine recognizes her impact as a leader and uses her role to inspire, motivate, and empower others. Sine has presented at state, national, and international conferences and has contributed to several publications and podcasts focused on leadership and its impact on students and teachers. Sine is co-author and co-editor of the Education Right series, and she was featured in Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. She recently published her own book, Be Excellent on Purpose, Intentional Strategies for Impactful Leadership. In this episode, Sine shares how she has led through fear and continues to face her own fears down as she leads at home and in life. We learn of the recent challenges she's faced, and she shares inspirational leadership insight. I am deeply honored to amplify for you Dr. Sine Bell's fearlessness story. Welcome, Dr. Sine Bell, to the In Awe Podcast. I am so excited that we finally were able to carve out some time and get you on here. I'm so glad to be here. Um, it's something that I've really been looking forward to. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. You are so wonderful, Sine. So if you could do me a favor, some of my listeners are not even in education. They may not know about you. So can you share a little bit about your current context and what you're up to in the world? I sure can. So I live in Houston, Texas. I'm a middle school principal. Um, I have about 1,200 wonderful students and 140 fantastic faculty and staff. That's my day job, night job. But I also answered to um, my husband, Marvin, and my two children, Richmond and Paige. Um, I've been in education for 20 years now. 15 years of that has been leadership experience, campus principal, assistant principal. And so I've just, I've coached, I've taught, I've had the full K-12 experience from elementary principal to high school teacher and coach, and then middle school principal, assistant principal and teacher in between. So I've taken a lot of my experiences in education, as well as outside of K-12 education and working at the uh, collegiate level, doing some adjunct work to really help hone and craft my leadership skills. I just am so in awe of you, Sine, just in general, because here you are at 20 years and you've just fit so much into 20 years, clearly. And you've got children and a husband and you didn't even bother to mention, did you mention that you have, you know, book published and that you're edit- editing books and all of that. Did you get that in there? 
I did not get that in there, but yes, um, I, I consider that to be, I guess, maybe a hobby. I just enjoy sharing my voice. So I, I did publish my first book, Solo Project, this July, Be Excellent on Purpose. And um, it's doing it's doing well, getting into the hands of some awesome educators. And then I've co-edited a couple of projects, um, Education Right Now. We are going to be putting out the third edition in December. So I'm really excited about that work. In addition to just contributing to some other books, um, I had a small spot in Dare to Lead with Brene Brown, and that was pretty fantastic. And um, so, yes, I, I kind of have my hand in a lot of different things. I think sometimes I forget all of the different things that I have going on until someone brings it to my attention. And it's like, wow, no wonder, no wonder I may feel a little bit uh, tired, but I enjoy it um, all the same. I'm so glad that you mentioned that you had that spot in Dare to Lead because I didn't want to be too geeky and bring it up for you. But it was uh, it's my listeners know what a fan I am of Brene's work. And um, so, so fun to see your name in there and the contribution that you made in there. And it really made me think about how we are featuring you um, in this series in October on fearlessness, or really, as we all know, leading through the fear, because we know that we're most courageous when we're just able to push through that fear because we all have it. So do you want to just talk a little bit about maybe why you would be featured on this particular series? What's interesting is that I was just having uh, this conversation with my 14-year-old son about just persevering and pushing through challenges and obstacles. And for me as a leader and um, just as an educator and as a woman in general, I've, I've had to overcome a lot of challenges in my life. And so the way that I've done done that is I see them as just obstacles that I must overcome. So if you think of an obstacle course and, you know, you're running through the different challenges, sometimes they're easy, but they may get progressively harder as the challenge goes on. And so you got to know that you're going to get through it. And so you got to have to take that deep breath and know that, hey, I'm going to make it. I'm going to get to the other side and create a plan such a confidence driven mindset. And I'm just, and I love it because obviously you can look back, you know, in your own life behind you and see all kinds of obstacles that you've overcome. And I'm just curious, do you have any, have you done any like self-reflecting to think about maybe why you have that type of a mindset? Well, um, yes, I have. And I think, one of the things, and I, and I talk about this in my book because I really had to figure out where it came from, this resiliency. And growing up, I um, I was into athletics and sports. And so I played outside all day and I played with mostly the boys. And because a lot of the girls in the neighborhood, they you know didn't really want to play sports or play outside. And I just really enjoyed sports. And kind of through sports is where I got the tenacity and attitude that, you know, I have to show up. I have to be able to compete. I have to be able to hold my own. And if I didn't know how to do something, then I was I challenged myself to go and figure it out um, because I wanted to be able to to hang in there. And so that started at a very young age and it's just kind of transcended through life. When I face an obstacle or a challenge and I'm not really sure how to do something, you know, I, I take a moment to, to teach myself and 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 how it has evolved into where I am today is being able to say, I don't know and I need help. And I, I wasn't always that way, but knowing that um, in order to, to get things done, you need other people. You can't do it all yourself. And so my fearlessness comes from recognizing 
my strengths and working through my strengths, but also recognizing my limitations and surrounding myself with others who have the strengths that complement me, that can help me um, become an even better person, first and foremost, but even a better leader. Such wisdom in that. Um, And so thank you for sharing it with us because I love this idea that the way you can push through that fear is leading through your strength, but then knowing that we just can't do this life alone. I think that's one of some of our greatest mistakes as leaders when we think we have to carry it by ourselves can get really challenging and and create a lot of messiness in our lives. (laughs) Probably uh, we could do a whole podcast on that. So, you know, thank you for sharing that. And I love, I love that idea. So because this is the In Awe podcast and we really try to amplify the uniqueness of stories, I, and I love that you let out there saying, you know, there's a lot of challenges that I've had to overcome as a woman in leadership. You have four assistant principals, I think you told me. Leadership is challenging, right? And any leadership context is, but I heard that you have four assistant principals and 1,200 students. Cause, so can you talk about some of the challenges that might be in leading in such a large space? Sure. And, and I have fantastic assistant principals, which is absolutely critical in order to have an exceptional school. I mean, uh, not just the assistant principals, but then also from the teachers, paraprofessionals. It takes um, it takes a lot. And so the challenges that I face um, are not like the day to day. School is school. I mean, you're going to have those those things that come up, but it's how do you tap into the strengths of others so that they are working in the best environment that's going to help them thrive? Because when people feel that their their strengths are being used and that they they have a voice and what they um, bring to the table is valued. It increases their um, efficacy and their desire and motivation and will to want to succeed. And so for me as a leader, and I've learned this over time, I, I don't necessarily need leaders who are just like me. Absolutely. Um, I need people who bring their own strengths to the table. And so the challenges that I face is how do I grow other people who are working with me? How do I support them? How do I help them? How do I amplify their strengths and help them to grow into what they need to be all in the context of getting our goals done on our campus. And then, you know, as a leader, I think sometimes it's how do you, can you be what you need to be for every single person? And that's really hard. Um, I think sometimes people have no idea what comes through the principal's door. It's not just about the instruction, instructional um, agenda or about the logistical stuff of the school. I mean, I'm a counselor, a therapist, a friend, a, you know, I'm giving parenting advice, relationship advice. Um, it's constant. And you, there's one of you and um, so many other people have needs. And sometimes you're that person that needs to fill that need. And that can be overwhelming um, because I was just talking to a colleague of mine and I said, you know, everyone comes and they they take and they, they take what they need because, you know, that's your role. But who do we go to to get those needs met? Like in those situations when someone's looking, I'm like, well, who is my person or how do I continue to fill my bucket so that I'm not just giving, giving, giving and giving and I'm making other people whole. But at the same time, I still have needs that need to be taken care of. And so just being fearless is recognizing that um, that having that self-awareness and knowing when to put those boundaries up and when it's like I need a moment Um, and it's okay to say, I got to take a break or it's okay to say I can't help right now or or, you know, just just whatever you have to say to give yourself space to to rejuvenate and to figure out what 
the priorities are and what you need to do in order to continue to move forward and help others um, be their best. I was holding myself back from cheering you on like, yes, just yes, keep going. Because (laughs) I'm so glad you're willing to say the things that you just said. And that alone is fearless because we tend to in the leadership role, like diminish, oh, it's fine. I got this. I got this. I'm the servant leader. I can take care of these things and I serve everyone else. And it's true. It's so true. You, I think you probably articulated that the best that I've ever heard it, the role of the principal, uh, because you do pour out so much and you do lead, but you have to, you have to find a place of replenishment and that can be really challenging. And so, um, what are some of the things that you do for yourself? Because again, you're full-time principaling, you are, um, authoring, you're, you're momming, you're wifing, you're doing all the things. And so what are kind of your go-to replenishment strategies for our listeners? So I, I wish I can tell you that I had it all figured out. Um, and, and I, I consider myself to be my best therapist because um, I'll go and I'll listen to this podcast when it's over and I'm like, yes, that's right. Now go do it. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, what I can say, the first step is recognizing that there is an issue, right? Um, and so one thing that I really enjoy doing, I really enjoy reading. What I'm forcing myself to do is to read fiction because for for the longest, I, I think one of my security questions for one of my passwords is, what is your favorite type of reading? And it was like professional reading. And I, I said, yeah, that's, that's sad. Read a book for fun. And so... <laughs> I know, like I have, I have tons that I've ordered, but so I enjoy reading. I also enjoy playing board games with my family. My daughter, especially, is my board game partner. And then just, just taking a moment to watch a movie. Um, I'm really challenging myself to turn my brain off and realize that you don't have to constantly go. Like you have to rest and take a break. Um, my favorite thing though to do is yoga. And then I fell in love with the Calm app here recently because I just like quiet. Like I just like being alone and not having to respond and react and to think and to solve a problem. So I'm working on enjoying those things that that I like to do to rejuvenate. Um, I'm still a work in progress there. But um, a perfect day would be a Saturday where I get up and I go to yoga. I have lunch. I come home and I read for a couple hours, maybe cook dinner, play a game, a board game. And then the nightcap would be to watch a movie with my family. I want to be your best friend. (laughs) Just so you know. I'm just laughing because you just listed out so many great things that any one of us could just build one back in, you know, just to take one of those and build it back in to our lives when we get to that space. And I love how you said that self-awareness is that first piece. And I chuck, I laughed so hard because the reading for pleasure, that is something that as you are probably a passionate reader for a lifetime, suddenly one genre replaces the other and you're like, Hey, wait a second. I haven't read a good, like non-thinking, just get into characters in a long time. I'm so with you. And I actually just checked out, I think six books from the library the other day laughing because I'm like, I'm not touching those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I had to stop checking out books from the library. I think I'm probably banned because I would just keep them and like, oh my goodness, I didn't read it, but I owe the library um, probably a lot of money. So um, I had to stop, stop checking those out. So now I'm just buying them as I read them. But Audible is also a great replacement as well, because I can listen to books as I'm driving. So that's kind of helped me um, too. So I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. 
Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm with you. I am so with you. And I bet my listeners can really relate to everything you just said to Sine. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to shift gears just a little bit in our conversation. I don't think we peeled back, but I'm just, I'm curious because being on the Anna podcast is really about individuals. And I love that you've shared so much about your leadership journey. I could ask you a billion questions and just learn a ton. Um, and by the way, you're not alone either. When you talk about the fact that you're going to re-listen to these words and that you'll have to take your own advice. I think that's a very common theme on this podcast. And I think that's just kind of like the normal human condition. So um, thank you for being vulnerable enough to say that too. But I'm just curious, you, you talked about how you shared with your son, this idea of just visualizing these obstacles that you're going to overcome. Is there any in your life that might not be related to school? I mean, thinking about this beautiful long span of life that you've had, is there any obstacle that you have overcome that you think listeners might benefit from hearing? Well, you know, here recently um, in March, my father-in-law passed away and um, that was uh, very hard. Um, We live in Texas and um, my in-laws live in Kentucky. I'm originally from Kentucky. My husband's mother um, has some health issues and a lot of challenges. And so we dealt with not only grieving the loss of my father-in-law, but then also helping um, the transition of, you know, my mother-in-law to life without him. And uh, my husband had to stay in Kentucky for um, 63 days to be exact um, to help for my mother-in-law. And so this was in March. And so, you know, I have two kids and they're very busy and active with their school and sports. And, and um, so my husband is my rock and a very instrumental piece to the flow of our family. And so it was challenging going through that life crisis but still maintaining uh, my role at school and leading um, and then my my being a mom and then making sure I was getting my kids to all of the places that they needed to be. And so it's not a challenge that's over, but going through that and then supporting my husband through that. But then also um, knowing that we still have we still have some things that we're working on in terms of providing care um, for my mother-in-law and making sure her needs are met. And so, you know, I tell my staff all the time that you don't check your your baggage, your personal baggage at the door when you come to work. You bring that with you. And that's just a part of who you are. And so during that 63 day span, which is, you know, springtime, one of the busiest times in the year, um, I still had to come to work and I still had to execute and I still had to get things done and I still had to be a mom and I still had to make sure that my kids, I, I kept their life as normal as possible in addition to all of the other commitments and things that that I had going on. And so that was a tremendous challenge. And here it is. Um, this is what, September, we're almost into October. And I'm still trying to recover from that challenge. It just has taken a toll on me individually um, and personally, um, but also on our family and just trying to reconnect and regroup and get back to where we were. And so it's like finding that new normal um, because we still have some obligations and things that we're working through in that situation. And so, I mean, that's just a personal challenge, but I think that's important to know that as, as, as women and, you know, we take on so many responsibilities and the care of others, you still um, don't, you can't let your professional professional responsibilities overcrowd and overtake your personal issues and personal obligations. And, and you have to figure out how to, to make that work. And, and that sometimes means finding a new normal. So that is, that's still present and current right now as I speak. We're still facing some challenges with that, that and, um, and moving forward and figuring out what our new normal will be for our family. 
Well, thank you for sharing that one too, because especially the fact that you say, you know, we're still going through this because it's one thing to look back and see everything you've overcome, but to just be able to acknowledge that here we still are. And I really value so much that you're illustrating that challenge for women specifically and men face this too. We all have our societal norms and our you know, things to overcome when we're trying to work full time and mom full time and spouse. And and as you mentioned, then being a daughter, daughter-in-law, you know, we have so many different roles in our lives and trying to keep all of those balanced in a way that is meaningful and helpful and that we can feel uh, that we're not just accomplishing, but that we are immersing ourselves in all of those spaces can be so challenging when something goes awry. Yeah. I just appreciate that you said your husband is your rock there. And when I think about shout out to, um, you know, my listeners who are single parents and I know I have men listening that have that challenge too, is trying to be full-time professionals and a, a working parent. That's such a challenge. So I bet you have, I would assume then you have like a new level of empathy <laughs> for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can, I can empathize wholeheartedly because um, it, I counted my blessings. I'm like, man, this is, this is a challenge trying to keep it all together because you were, you have to show up for everyone and you feel you have to show up for everyone. And, and especially, you know, my philosophy is I give so much to um, other people's children and to my staff on a daily basis that I feel I, I have to do the same for my family. And I, I think sometimes I fall short there, but definitely for my own personal children, I could not just cut them short and give everything that I had to, um, to work. And so I do 100% empathize with those single parents. And uh, I can just so appreciate what you do on, on a day-to-day basis. And it really has helped me to, to look at things from a different perspective. I grew up in a single parent home. And so I know that perspective from a child's perspective, but now I know it from a, from a mother's perspective. It just gave me so much um, greater respect for my mom's journey. And then for those single parents that, that I know, um, personally. I laugh because I think back on my own experience and I was a fool at one point thinking, well, it'd just be easier if I could do this myself. (laughs) I share that sometimes, you know, when I'm, when I'm sharing the balance message and I think what a, what a fool, you know, and just to be able to count your blessings in those moments is such a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that your husband was there for 63 days and that's a challenge, but then it helps you kind of regroup and look at that new normal and realize how grateful we can be for the little things. So I appreciate that so much, that story. So Sine, you have, you know, a lot going on today and I want to make sure we value your time. So I'm going to rock into the two standard questions that we always ask on this podcast. And I know that my listeners are going to love your responses because you've just given us so much gold up to now. And so I'm curious if you were able to write yourself a letter at any age or stage, what would you say? I would say, this is so interesting. You know, I read a book a few years ago. It was Letters to My Younger Self and it was celebrities that wrote letters to themselves at different ages. I would say, I'm going to pick the age of 25, and I would say if I were to write that letter to myself, I would tell myself to enjoy the ride and not to be so focused on getting 
to the end so quickly. And, and I say that because, I mean, I was a young leader. I was a very young leader. I think I was age 27 when I became an assistant principal. And so, um, and things just kind of happened quickly. And it wasn't that I was necessarily looking for those things. I think those things were presented to me and the opportunities presented themselves. I've never been one to chase after stuff, but I think I would tell myself just to slow down and enjoy the ride where you are. There's time and you'll get to those. You'll get to every milestone that's waiting for you. But in your journey to those different milestones, take a moment, enjoy the space where you are, prepare for that next milestone while you're there and enjoy each moment. And it's not that I didn't enjoy those, but sometimes when you can't see the end and you're not sure where the next milestone is or where the next path is going or where it's taking you. Sometimes you may push a little bit and you're trying to find your way. You're trying to figure out what's next and you think something can be next. And so just be, just be in that moment and enjoy where you are and whatever is supposed to happen for you will happen. And and that's kind of where I am in my life right now. I'm just all about, I just want to be, I want to be still. What's supposed to happen will happen. And you take things in stride know your boundaries, set your boundaries, live within your boundaries and wherever you're supposed to be, you'll be. Such great advice. And I love picturing you as that young uh, leader and just this idea too that achievers <laughs> tend, I'm assuming you're kind of you're like an achiever, right? My number one strength, achiever, achiever, absolutely. And that's right. I can tell. <laughs> it's so crazy when I read my profile. I just reread it. And it's like, this is freaky scary how spot on it is. But yes, I, I am an achiever. And sometimes, I mean, it's a great strength. But then, you know, with every strength, you have your balconies, which is when you're at your best. And then you have your basement when it's when you're like, hey, this is not the strength is not being is not being amplified as something strong. Um, and so that achiever strength, um, I have to get that in check sometimes. Clearly are. That's that wisdom that you're gifting us now, just looking back and saying, keep that going, but just, you know, have it with some temperance. And I love that. It's such a, it's a good thing to hear for us to hear out loud from you, just processing that. And I can really, really appreciate that. And I know my listeners are certainly, (laughs) certainly relating. So another one for you as an influential woman, if I have a listener here who finds himself in a pit of fear or doubt, and they need your words to help them climb back up out of it, what what could you say, Sine? So This is advice that I gave my son just Friday morning, and it's advice that was relevant to anyone. He's a cross country runner and they were doing time trials and he was, you know, wanting to to get in that top 10 to make the cross country meet. And so and this is not really my personal, my personal words, I think they came from Winnie the Pooh, I believe. You're stronger than you think you are. And I'm paraphrasing. And so you are stronger than you think you are. And sometimes we have um, self-doubt and we don't believe that we belong in certain spaces that we're in, but you belong where you are. And so just know that you're stronger. And when you begin to doubt yourself, tell yourself that you belong there. Take a deep breath, work through the challenge that you're having internally with self Figure out what is it that I'm doubting about myself and tell yourself, I belong here. I belong in this space. I'm stronger than I think I am. 
find out what you need to do to get the job done, to overcome the challenge, what specific steps you need to take. And I think that's sometimes where we we get lost in figuring out what we need to do. We just have this big issue or problem or this big challenge that we we have to face, but we don't ever take the time to think about step one. If I do this, this will lead to step two and so on and so forth and work through those steps and then go. Tell yourself you're stronger than you think you are. Take a deep breath. Figure out the actions that you need to to put in place to overcome that challenge and then just go like go for it and keep going until you get there. And that breakthrough will lead to another breakthrough and then to another breakthrough. And that's how you create this attitude of fearlessness. you got to go and know that if you're not failing, you're not trying. And if you're playing it safe, you're not really even in the ball game or even in the park or the arena of what it takes to actually make a breakthrough. You're just, you're just holding status quo. I'm going, Sine. You're just, you got me. I was listening and I'm like, I got this. <laughs> and I just think it's so lovely because it's this idea that we don't need to sit in that paralysis of fear. Don't, don't hang down in that pit. You got to grieve that moment that you've had, whatever that is or that fear is, but then don't let it grip you. You've got to move. And I just love that. It's like a, I can picture you being a jolt to our senses to just launch us up out of that. That's great advice. Once you acknowledge everyone has fear, so get over that. You're not alone. You're not the only one that's afraid. But once you acknowledge that that it is what it is, what are you going to do about it? You know, you just can't stay in that space. And and that's and that's my thing. And if we all just will grapple with that, we will accomplish so much. And it's not about these huge monumental things that people are they seem to be great. You're your own greatness. So it's talking about, it's dealing with your challenges and how do you become a better person? How do you move to the next phase? So honestly, if if I'm the same next September of 2020, that's on me. You know, I should be able to look back and say, oh my goodness, let me tell you about this challenge that I faced and how I got through it. And let me tell you how I've grown and how I'm in a different space. And so that's where that letter to my young 25 self I can tell you I've grown a lot from my 20s into my 40s. And so that's what we should we should evolve and, and grow and become um, a better version of ourselves each and every day. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that advice. And I love hearing the passion in your voice. It's it's wonderful to hear you speak those words of truth and that we can use them to bolster ourselves. And hopefully in the reflection, when you listen back to this, it bolsters you too. I know it will. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sine, we have just had such an awesome time having you on the podcast. I I know that it's been a challenge to be able to get this going. And I'm so grateful that we had you and that you were speaking life into my listeners this month and helping us kind of battle back our own fears in this month as we know that we need to just lead through that fear. And you have been so wise. And I'm going to make sure that I connect on the podcast how those that would like to engage with you could. But do you want to give a recommendation to the listeners in terms of the best way to engage with you? Sure. I have, um, I'm pretty active on Twitter and my Twitter handle is at Sine Bell. And then on my blog, um, SineBell.com. And then Voxer, you can reach out via Voxer. Sine Bell is my Voxer handle if you have any questions about anything that I shared today. Wonderful. I will make sure listeners, as you know, to link them in the show notes and as well as how you can get a hold of Sine's wonderful book, Be Excellent on Purpose. We'll make sure that we have that link too. Sine, thank you so much. I just wish you the best on uh, all of your challenges that you've got ahead of you. We know that we learned from you today that they never really end and that you just got to keep pushing through them and lead through with that fear. And I 
thank you so much for this awe-inspiring interview. Thank you. I really appreciate the time and just getting to, to chat with you. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.